Oi, what do you get out now? Guys, can I can I come in? Just go, go, guys. I bought chocolate. Oh, oh, mm. give us chocolate. chocolate now. Go, yep, but 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 oh, please what, let what, me what, in. what do you reckon? Should we let her in? Mm. She does yeah. add a layer of entertainment. She does, yeah. she is yeah. quite useful to have around. to the not-so-plague-ridden version of <laughs> Staggering Stories podcast number 390. I'm Jean. I'm Adam. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Stephen. And I, yes, I am... A strangely angry man when it comes to looking after his Covid-ridden wife. <laughs> really? Yes. Really? Well, yes. you know... Listen, reader, li- readers, readers, <laughs> hear me, listeners. Uh, she has signed off work, therefore she Don't doesn't have to do any work it. and relax. And what do I find her doing in the back garden, <sighs> repotting all the plants? We're missing the point here. Two, three weeks ago, Jean tried to kill us all. <laughs> true, mm, true. Four, we should four, be four, right. All of us, four, every one of us, got it. Yeah, I like the fact that you're angry with your wife. Yeah, I'm the one that tried to kill her. You <laughs> <laughs> did. <laughs> After I tried to kill myself, yeah. obviously. Yeah. She won't That's relax. That's not how a murder suicide <laughs> <laughs> We would like to say thank you to everyone who sent us either as a group or individually get well messages and stuff. As it turns out, the boys of our group were barely affected, whereas yeah. Yeah, the girls of our group oh, God. wish the last two weeks hadn't happened. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah, as we're I, both still suffering in different ways. As, as I said, I had a very mild headache for a couple of days and a voice like a late-night radio DJ. He sounded well sexy. <laughs> yeah, I had my Fenella Fielding voice, but I'm still having problems breathing even now. I just... Didn't really know I had anything. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, one person's pandemic, another person's piece of cake. <laughs> you, well, we knew you wouldn't get it. No germs would dare. Anyway, without further ado, <laughs> plagues aside, here's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. Landing in Fortnite. Why? Oh, yes. After a brief appearance of Doctor Who, particularly the Daleks in the MMO Eve Online, now the online game Fortnite is getting in on the action. Players will be able to visit a themed Doctor Who island where they will find the TARDIS in need of dynamorphic generator crystals. (laughs) They can then travel to the Kablam office and even to a Doctor Who museum map. Interestingly, the creators of Fortnite are not directly involved. Instead, 
BBC Studios have used Fortnite's built-in tools to create these additions themselves. Mm. Just enter island code 36101396 to gain access. <laughs> BBC Studios Global Director of Gaming and in- Interactive, Matt Way, said, Developing an island in Fortnite is new territory for Doctor Who and we're excited to welcome the game's established players into the universe. This is a great opportunity to introduce a gaming audience to Doctor Who and also for the existing community to experience a brand new adventure. Players can expect a fast-paced, unpredictable journey with familiar friends and foes making appearances along the way. I've never played Fortnite. I no. don't really know what it is. Nope, me neither. It's some kind of multiplayer thing where you fight a bit. I it, it's... I've, I've played a bit of it. Oh, yeah. What is it? to, it's basically just an online game where loads of people can. It's a fight till the end, essentially. It's like you're all put into this one big arena. Yeah. Um, and then you start out with no weapons. Uh-huh. And then you can get weapons from like a vending machine or other various places. Like there's loot boxes and stuff, and you can get them from there. And then it's just a survival game. Like, the person that wins is the last person on the map. So you don't have to play as a team? No. You just kill everyone you see? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can. I'd be good at that. <laughs> Isn't there also another mode where you create things a bit like in uh, Minecraft? Yeah, so that's still part of the same fight. Like, as you fight, you can also build, like, stuff out of the resources. You've got a house where having a fight. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you're in the middle of a battle, <laughs> and you're there going, I'm not sure my first course of bricks are level. <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds like Doom with add-ons. Basically, if it Does, moves, kill it. it. <laughs> Well, basically, you w- some areas in the maps will be with objects that you can deconstruct yourself. So, like with your weapons, you can destroy a house, and then so that, that is house, like Minecraft. That house will then give you resources that you can use to just build like ramps or fences. So you destroy a house to build a ramp. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> Fighting and building something that explains why Chris Rock was building that toilet on the stage last night. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. <laughs> <laughs> It won't be out until two weeks. Then it'll be, no, it'll it'll be, be a long news. Today's yeah, no. news, tomorrow's fish, ch- fish and played, chips wrapper. <gasps> I played it in the past. Didn't last long. I okay. went back onto it, played a bit. And then once it doesn't work, a week or two ago, this news came out. And I was like, why? <laughs> part, of me, part of me, purely because it's Doctor Who, wants to go and explore it just to yeah. see what it's like. Yeah. But in the end, it didn't because it's Fortnite and I couldn't be bothered. Is it, is it free to download? <laughs> yep, it's, it's a free game to play oh, online. It is it. really popular. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a go. Yeah. <sighs> BBC presumably are making money from this. They, they just built it and I imagine kind of because you, you can, on Minecraft, yeah. you can make like different worlds. Yeah, purely different yeah. worlds. For most games nowadays, you, if it's an online right. game. So, so technically, we could go along and destroy it. Probably not. No. <laughs> we could just fight in like areas with, surrounded by Doctor Who. Like, we could have a fight on Gallifrey. Oh, that'd be mm. pretty cool, wouldn't it? This is probably part of their social media merchandising yeah, yeah. of the um, programme. Mm. Jean, sweetie, I know we're talking about things that youngsters... Oh, what are you drinking? Is it coffee? No, it's uh, chamomile and honey tea. I, oh, chamomile and honey tea. I remember the smell of chamomile and honey tea. <laughs> it was a smell that spoke to me of feeling better, making a headache go away. Just the smell alone could make me feel good. But now I have no sense of smell. <laughs> and that's lost on me. Uh. Well, I just about have my sense of taste back, so yeah, boo sucks to you. <laughs> Did I take your sense of taste from you? No. Did I take your sense of taste from you? Yes, you did. <laughs> But anyway, any more news? Yes, we do. We have 
Star Wars. Ooh. Christopher Lloyd. Mm. Now, this when this dro- news dropped, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, part Klingon, part time-travelling mad scientist, part Doom, part Plum, <laughs> and part Festa, among others, is now joining the Mandalorian and Grogu for their third season on Disney+. Plus. There are no details beyond this, but that does at least save us from potential spoilers. <laughs> With luck, we might see season three of The Mandalorian in December or soon after. Now, one thing I've just got to say to this, and mm-hmm. other people have said as well, please, can his character his be, called be called Del, Del Orion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no idea who's going to play. Or no, no, there's, there's no other cool. news, but yeah. <laughs> Intriguing. Hey, Del Orion is such a Star Wars name. It is. It's perfect. bit Terry Nation, isn't it? Del. <laughs> Del Tarrant. Uh... All right, then. Del Orion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the news dropped, it was re- certainly... Great Scott! Yep. Mm. Yep. yep. I presume he's actually going to be there rather than just finding a voice like some have. But Don't know. Who knows? Mm. We, we don't know. See. Linda Bowen. Dead. Dead. Lillian Ridgway, Akai Linda Barron, has sung her last verse from the Ballad of the Last Chance Saloon, checking out at the age of 82. Still known to many as Nurse Gladys Emanuel from the BBC comedy series Open All Hours, but to the Doctor Who fans, she spanned classic and new Who, starting as a singer in the William Hartnell's The Gunfighters, the villainous Captain Vrak in Peter Davison's Enlightenment, and as the shop owner Val in Matt Smith's Closing Time. Other roles include the likes of Up Pompeii, Zed Cars, (laughs) Minder, Last the Summer Wine, The Two Ronnies, Coronation Street, EastEnders, Holby City, Casualty, The Bill, Father Brown, to name but a few. So she's not been in a lot. Captain Rack had a cleavage you oh, could yeah. Oh, yeah. That yes. woman was hoisted it was, to the nth degree. It was an it offensive was, cleavage. It was mighty. It could have had your eyes out quite easily. There was much scaffolding involved. Ah, <laughs> uh, she was, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. she was a name. Probably, she probably was. not well known to our friends in the States, no, but, yeah, but yeah. She was, she was good value to us. I, mm-hmm. I, I loved Nurse Gladys Emanuel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Being lusted over by David Jason. Lusted yeah. over him as well, but never getting any further. <laughs> <laughs> she did appear in the uh, sequel, didn't she? Yeah. The recent one. Yeah. Still yeah. open all hours, yeah. Really, uh, yeah. She's yeah. quite young in the app Pompeys, and it's quite funny mm. watching her in those. <laughs> any more news? Well, I have, which was four weeks ago, (laughs) the hot addendum, quite quite important and magnificent, but now they've probably faded. Well, tell us anyway, because you did take the time to think them up. I did, I did. Well, research them. Do you remember them four weeks later? I do do remember them, I've got them down here. All three of them are Star Trek related. Okay. The first one is Star Trek Picard. You know it's with four episodes into that. We're, 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 well, this <laughs> as of recording this Friday, it's going to be five episodes. It will be. It will be. But, yeah. Yep. At the uh, climax of Star Trek Picard season one, mm-hmm. there was a Starfleet fleet that appeared to uh, at the last minute oh, to, yeah, save, to the save, day. save the day. Oh yeah. And uh, it uh, picked up quite a lot of flack because it basically was a cut and paste fleet. It was about 20 ships 
but all the same. Okay, yeah. Uh, and the internet went mad with anguish and venom. And, and, <laughs> you lazy buggers, yeah. they shouted. So, mm-hmm. and episode one of, of Picard season two, we again have a Starfleet fleet Eat. appear maybe not to save the day because the story still is ongoing but mm-hmm. uh appear in a large debt and it was a multiple ship fleet a couple of sovereigns in there there was a type couple of type two excelsior classes in there but the the reason i um point this out is there was also a couple of ships that so far have only ever appeared in star trek online oh okay and yeah. they, they have now appeared as canon it was a, <laughs> a gagarin class a couple of gagarin class Right. A couple of Sutherland classes and a couple of Reliant class ships. Okay. And they've only ever been found in the game. So Probably the game that... is now canon. So is that they just redid that scene with the ships rather than the ending? Was it the ending remade? No, no, no it no, wasn't the ending. It's a, it's a different, different scene, different storyline. Right, okay. But it's, as I so said... So if, if, if Star Trek Online is now canon, does that mean the Patwee <laughs> is, is Star Trek canon? The, the, the USS Patwee. USS Pertwee and the USS Hartnell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Well, also, you're forgetting the Klingon ships, which was the US, USS Hartnell and the USS Pertwee. <laughs> so does that mean, oh, if no. Star Trek Online is canon, yeah. that my Lieutenant Wobbly Pants <laughs> is a member of Starfleet? A Lieutenant Wobbly Pants could possibly be in there somewhere. Awesome. <laughs> Pants wobbling away. Seems to me they just ripped off the assets from the game. And well, <laughs> Yeah, they may have ripped off nice the assets of the game, cheap. but, but it's, it's a case of there's been an actual proper collaboration between them. Maybe. They, they don't... They are, they're not allowed... Just, just uh, claimed ownership and just <laughs> stolen. Yeah. But... Next agenda... Next agenda... Again, this would have been two weeks ago by now. Suddenly on the internet, a couple of photographs appeared that people took... I was young. Need the money. people took... The lighting was good, though. We have all those photos (laughs) and the negatives don't forget the negatives uh that people took on the way to college classes Mm -hmm. this depicted now i can't remember her name uh she played lorna bucket in um oh yes um uh, good man goes to war yeah i'd recognize the actress yeah the actress the character's name is noonian song yeah she was uh photographed with another actor both in starfleet uniforms she was in her the standard operations red mm-hmm. but this person was in command gold with command stripes on the sleeve oh, okay christina chong christina chong that's it he beat me by like a millisecond <laughs> <laughs> the actor was paul wesley Okay. He's appeared in a couple of things. I think Vampire Diaries and various other bits and pieces. The whole thing, internet, exploded with rifled speculation on who this captain could be. Mm-hmm. Now, the frontline suggestion was that it was going to be Captain Matthew Decker, who appears oh, in yeah. original series as Commodore and is eaten by the Doomsday Machine. Right, yeah. So that, <laughs> Doomsday that, Carrot. Yeah, that, that was rife speculation. The very next day, Paramount released a news bulletin that it was actually... Captain James Tiberius Kirk. Because mm. they're currently filming... Captain, eh? Yeah, they are currently filming the second season yeah. of 
are Strange New Worlds. Which still hasn't come out yet, is it? The first season? First season hasn't come out yet. Well, a bit previous. Yeah. But, <laughs> again, the uh, entire internet exploded with rage and out- outrage of how... How dare they recast Yeah, Captain how dare Kirk this person... After they've done it two or three times already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was looking through one of the responses on io9, yeah. and it was a lovely response, and it sums it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Narrator. This is Paul. Paul has just been cast as an iconic character from an iconic television show. Tens of thousands of people are extremely angry at Paul because they were not consulted on his casting. (laughs) Tens of thousands of other people are hopeful that Paul will do justice to the role. Paul, he's just happy to be working. (laughs) (laughs) But then William Shatner tweeted... um, Congratulations... Captain or something. Okay. Welcome to the club. So at least the third official Kirk. I'm sure there've been others along the way too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's interesting. I'm hopeful. I'm waiting till it actually appears before I start ranting and raving. Third addendum. Third addendum. Ah, yes, my third and final addendum. Okay. There is a new. I think within the next couple of months, a new Star Trek game to be released. Ooh. Okay. It's going to be on multiple platforms, i.e. Um, consoles and PC. Consoles and PC. It is not a handheld phone game. It's going to be an actual full-blown game. And although it isn't done by them, it is done by the people who come from the wreckage of Telltale Games. Oh, okay. And Telltale... In that that vein, Adventure Games. It's it's in that vein of a third-person role-playing adventure game. Okay. So um, Telltale did uh, the Walking Dead game, Game of Thrones game, and also one of the Batmans. Did a Batman. They also did Sam and Max and all that stuff. I mean, it's a fairly good or the reputation before it, it went kick the bucket, was yeah. a, as a fairly sturdy and good role-playing game company. Yeah, yeah, they had great success, particularly with the Walking Dead stuff yeah. they did. Yeah. And I, I've seen trailers and graphics for it, and it looks beautiful. It really does. Mm. Uh, it, it's set just after Insurrection, about a year after Insurrection, before Lower Decks. So it's in that little gap there. Okay, And the guy that they've got to play Spock... Is voice perfect. It sounds okay. like Lemon Nimoy. He briefly appears to give uh-huh. you a mission. All right. Elderly Spock. Presumably. It's an elderly Spock, yeah. Mm. So, quite again, quietly hopeful. We shall see. I have a dendon. Oh, yeah, to go on. It's been well, four weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised everyone doesn't have a I, I do have a have a couple too, but... Ooh. So... Nomura decided to tweet that Hugh Grant is not the doctor. <laughs> not the doctor, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So this whole news is like, no, that, that's not right. But no, yeah. seriously. For a few days there, he was the top runner. Yeah. And Teddy yeah. turned around and said, no, it's not me. So yeah. now we're like, who is he's, it? He's been the top runner before. He was, he's been in it before. It's always yeah, Hugh never... Grant or Chris Marshall. Yes. Yeah. Is it a bluff? I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Joanna Lumley next. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, I wondered if it was a bluff that he's not. Uh, it's Paul Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> Fake his death so he can come back in Doctor. You're determined, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> but serious piece of Doctor Who news. As of today, the BBC have now announced the air date for the next special, if it was Legends of the Sea Devils, April the 17th. Ooh. So Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. What we expected. Yeah. We, do we know a time yet? I don't think we do. No, do we? not yet. Just yeah. the date. Probably time 7 o'clock ish. Yeah. That's, that's my dinner done. Okay. That's what we expected. That's good to hear. You got any addendums? I've got a couple of quick ones. Russian Dole. It's been a long time since oh. the first season came out. Yeah. yeah. We do now have a date for the second season. 
Bless you. We do now have a date for the second season. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> have uh, you seen the first season? I did see all the first season. I've yeah. seen a few episodes. I, I, I so wonder, long ago, I can't remember all the details. <laughs> I, I wonder how... Because it, it seemed pretty much a one-shot series, and it did seem to be all sewn up. So yeah. I wonder how it's going to offshoot or continue. Yeah. So it's going to be a few years later. It's sometime in April. I'm not sure we actually have an actual date, but it's sometime in the next few weeks. Right. I don't think I've seen it. On Netflix. I shall, I shall describe it afterwards. Okay. Mm. So Netflix also have a date for Gillen's new film, which has come out on Netflix. Oh, yes. Mm. Cliff Beast 6. The Bubble. The Bubble, yeah. <laughs> I, I played you the trailer. The Bubble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have, that, you that. Se- have you seen the trailer? Uh, I saw the trailer for Cliff Beast 6. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the trailer to the actual right. film yet. Looks good fun. Yeah. Uh, David Duchovny, uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, There's some Lawson names there, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. She had a good time in lockdown there. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's 1st of April. Cool. So everybody thought that was an April Fool's joke, but it's actually on the 1st of April. Yeah. Which should be in the past when this comes out. So that, that's streaming on the 1st, isn't it? Yep. yep. And uh, Quantum Leap. We mentioned that that's coming back. Now Ernie Hudson is going to be uh, one of the main characters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know the name of the character? Yeah. Herbert Magic Williams, who is a recurring character. Yeah. Who somebody, Sam leapt into, leaped into? It, yeah, it was um, uh, It was either someone who saved or he leapt into in the uh, Vietnam yeah, episode. Yeah, one where Al is prisoner of war. Yeah. Yeah, so it's quite a, an important character. Yeah, it's it certainly locked into the history of the yeah. show. So it's definitely not a reboot. They're definitely doing yeah. a continuation. Yeah. I wonder if... I can't remember his name, the original actor that played... Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. I wonder if he'll make a guest appearance. Oh, cause yeah. There's a couple of things he's been in where he's... It's been a little nod to the fact that he isn't who he is, even though he is who he is. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. He in the mirror. And yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the best one, I think, was uh, Source Code. Mm. Oh, was he in that? I can't remember. He, he, he was only the voice. He was only his voice oh, okay. in that. Because he played, I think, the father or whatever. But the first, li- <laughs> the first line he says is, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? OK, yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. And... Yeah. Um, that's the end of the news. I have one more to end. Oh, <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> this is very quick. Um, I can't remember the exact details, but there is a new Ghostbusters game coming out. Yeah. And it looks really cool. And there was a voiceover by Ernie Hudson. That's what trip reminded me about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It Only so far, we just have a quick trailer about it to say it's coming out. But it looks like it's going to be an expansion into like the story they kind of set up at the end of Afterlife about there being more of an expansion to more Ghostbusters oh, okay. and you get him to become a Ghostbuster and bust ghosts. Okay. Sounds like it's a, a team versus one sort of game. So you have the Ghostbusters yeah. versus somebody playing the ghost. Yeah, I think you can play it as the ghosts as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, that's, that's me. And that's the end of the news. <laughs> <laughs> now over to the weather forecast. Right, a few weeks ago before Jean tried to kill us, take us out, <laughs> young Stephen, who we've taken under our wing with nothing but love and care, asked and us if we could review Crime Traveller. <laughs> so we did. Pause for music. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I liked you, Stephen. I thought you were a fine lad. But then you made us watch this. And 
in all honesty, yeah. yep. somewhere in this is a good idea trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A couple of things tick me off about it. The first being Dave, Michael French, David French, whatever his name Michael is. French, yeah. Why on earth was the series hung on him? They should have hung it on Chloe Annette. It would have been a much more mm. interesting series. She should have been the lead because she was the most interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, it was as if... I was watching like a, a children's TV uh, <laughs> tea time show from the late 70s. Mm. It just had that look and feel about it. The laws of time, they didn't seem to be the same from one episode to the next. Hmm. And, I'm sure about but on the positive side, <laughs> on the positive side, I love the fact that they, they couldn't use the time machine unless she could pay for the spare parts. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. just, we'll go to the time machine and we'll solve this. <laughs> but something that's so bad that even the amazing Sue Johnson can't save it <laughs> is bad indeed. <laughs> I quite like it. I always have quite liked it since it was back on. This was back in 1997. Mm-hmm. So for context, obviously a year after McGann's TV movie didn't get picked up for a series. Yeah. So at this point, the BBC didn't have the rights to Doctor Who. Fox still had them. But they weren't going to do anything with it. So instead, they create this, and it lasted one season. Yeah. <laughs> it did have good ratings. It was getting ratings of about 8.8 per story. Yeah. Um, mm. It wasn't that it had bad ratings, but it was one of those things that it wasn't the flavour of the month amongst the hype. Well, they've never liked really science fiction. Yeah. The BBC. I think, if I may, I think according to the wiki page, which is, again, debatable, mm-hmm. it didn't get cancelled. No. It just didn't get renewed. Yeah. It's a bit... There was a, there was a change of hierarchy yeah. at the BBC at the time, and it just fell through the gaps. It's a bit Same like thing Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. like I said to you at the time when you told me that. It's another thing against it. It was so dull that they didn't realise they hadn't recommissioned it. <laughs> I like, it. It could have been so much better, but the acting was terrible. I, I didn't actually remember this. Really? Okay. I, I, I remember something vaguely, the the um, opening... Light the opening credits. Credits, which I think looked was really good. good. And there's a bits of it that seemed familiar, but it obviously was really that good that it erased itself from my memory. When I realised, I watched the first one without actually looking up what year it was. <laughs> okay, yeah. And okay, when I those. found out it was 1997, I'm yeah. sitting there thinking, well, someone's channeling their inner professionals and Sweeney, aren't they? <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, it was so much of that kind of That's like... That's what they were aiming much at, wasn't earlier. it? Yeah. But as Karen says, I know why they hung it on him rather than because her. Because there was sexist gits at the time. <laughs> yeah, and he'd just that. come out of EastEnders. Yeah, he was and big name at the time. wasn't particularly yeah. good either. Well, it, it's interesting. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's interesting. I, again, Wikipedia, looking up his filmography, and he hasn't actually been in a whole lot. No, it's no. killed his career, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there is an interesting concept, and I think if it was done now, it would actually work a lot better because I'd write mm. it better. But it was almost like you've got this CID that's made up of three people, <laughs> a scientist and the boss. The boss, love her, bless her cotton socks, but she looked like a parody of the woman in charge. She looked like she'd stepped out of Rover's Return EastEnders. Mm. All she needed was a fag hanging out well, of her mouth. At much the same time, Sue Johnson was in Waking the Dead, yeah, in which she totally was different. absolutely brilliant. You then had our, had our hero. You had the 
intellectual intern who comes straight out of university. And then you had the thick guy who hated everyone. The and guy who like, thinks he was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. and it's like <laughs> stereotypes gone mad. Yeah. I mean, I love the, the, I can't remember his name, but the young one who's the intern. Yeah, who, with the curly the, hair. Curly, <laughs> but it, again, it was like, it wanted to be serious, but it wasn't doing it right. Yeah. It was almost becoming a parody of a, a 1970s cop show. The thing that struck me was when it was tele because I remember it I remember it being televised yeah. and it was shown round about 8 o'clock which is uh, the, the late night hardcore showing but the feeling of the show is 6 o'clock it, yeah, yeah. tea times after CBBS. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the same sort of time, we had Bugs. Yeah. So I think it was a couple of years before, a couple of years after. It was four seasons that lasted. It was a very similar mould. And yeah. you'd think it would be aimed at the same sort of people, which I think that was much more of a tea time thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I don't know why it wasn't. Yeah, we haven't really said what it is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just ranted. <laughs> it's about a woman called uh, Holly, Holly Turner. Holly. Yeah, Holly Turnip, who, uh, <laughs> who inherits a time machine from her father, which is basically a room turned into a time machine. Looks a lot like Doctor Who, Peter Cushing, yeah, yeah. TARDIS. Yeah. Uh, I did like that concept, though, that it wasn't so much a machine... It was a machine in a room. The room became the actual... Because she had to shut the door, the windows, to form the the actual circuits. Oh, that was a nice idea. And she happens to work for the police, and her colleague... This Michael French character, what was his name? Slade. Slade, Slade. yeah, Slade. Slade. Discovers the time machine and, and wants to use it to solve crime, as you would. Well, yeah. So in they go, they go back in time, a random amount of time, yep. and then they've got to get back into the room at the moment they, they left Because they've basically. got a detachable clock thing, yeah. and that has to be back in the room. Now, there was one thing I was wondering, right? They mm-hmm. have to be back in the room mm-hmm. at the moment they left. Why don't they run into themselves? Why don't they run into themselves? Because there's times they're back there, two seconds before... Yeah. This, is, this is one it, of many like, questions yeah. that were shouted <laughs> at the screen while we were watching this. There's definitely some dodgy time travel stuff in there, but the basic premise of it is really good, yeah. in that yeah. when you watch it through the first through the first half, you see it before they go back, whatever happened in the crime, yeah. and things happen which unexplained yeah. and you just know that that's going to be them having gone back in time yeah. to do that yeah. you get effect before cause yeah, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. This, to my point of view this time travel done right they always time travelled the yeah. effects of their time travel yeah. are always there from the beginning yeah no, like there was a line by the head woman saying about Oh, was, would you follow me like earlier? And yeah. then no one's like, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually following them. So um, there are there are two. Yeah, and things two of like them you know, Mister So and So. I'm not Mister So and So. Yes, you are. You're the. Oh yeah, oh, when they yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, yeah. posed as the uh, cooks. Yeah, I think yeah. I agree with you. I think it's the idea is actually quite a good and interesting idea. Yeah. How long you can actually string it out for? A couple of seasons, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you have to bring something else in that would then either start to make it science fictiony fantasy you'd have to bring in like some like someone somewhere out there detects them using the time vortex the final episode was getting that way exactly i was going to say the the consequences of not being back in the room is that you're basically lost in the time which is where her father is exactly Mm -hmm. Uh, but we didn't see that in effect until the last episode and annoyingly the last episode was the best episode (laughs) (laughs) i still haven't seen the last one yet and our trouble with it Watching it on the telly? Oh, yeah, yeah. We um, logged onto YouTube on the telly. Right, yeah. And the last, we got to the, um, it was the penultimate episode, wasn't it? 
and we gave up because the telly just turned itself off three times. There's nothing wrong with the telly. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah. really, just really watch. It couldn't transmit this. I, I had a few problems with it. I remember it from its first series yep. and just thinking that it was an odd time slot. It didn't fit the time slot. Yeah. I have grown more sophisticated in my watching of television since then <laughs> okay. and noticed so many glaring, glaring problems I have with it. Oh, go on. The time travel idea is more of a gimmick than an idea, so I don't think it would have lasted much longer hmm. from, from this season. Uh, the criminal side of it is one of my bugbears for detective shows and criminal shows. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, you, to, you, you don't necessarily give the viewer all the facts. You keep hold of one important clue yeah. and don't show it until the summing up. The Agatha Christie way. The other, you should that, hear him going on about Agatha Christie. That, yeah. that really infuriates me. I love a chance to try to put it together myself before with giving all the clues. And yeah. it, Jonathan with, Creek style. Yeah, withholding mm. the clues infuriates me. The, the childish nature of it, you have a physics lab with all the physics... With chemicals turning <laughs> on the Bunsen burner in a physics lab! Yes! <laughs> it's TV. <laughs> That's what I mean. I've got more... Basically, chemistry is physics anyway. I, I, I've, got more, I've got more sophisticated than that. It's, yeah. it's little things like that. It, the... the, the I don't mind that stuff. It's the stuff like Jeff Slade running around with a gun. Yeah. Why's CID guy got a gun? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In London in the 90s. No, he, well, <laughs> you'd call in SO19 if you want. If you want uh, yeah, it's, it's a specially armed unit. <laughs> there was no one else in that. Yeah, it wasn't like they came in and took over from another shift or anything. There was no. there was only the four of them. Yeah. And the, and the, yeah. Um, yeah. the comic relief guy on the desk yeah. who was basically the Bill Bailey character yeah. from yeah. Uh, Alphas. The cells. At one point point holly gets arrested she and got put in this cells cell. i've been in prison cells <laughs> basically these were these were metal cages so that she could be put in this cage next to someone else who is male who is going to tell her a little bit of the plot to give it away did you know losing there no, they're no, totally it's the fact that you could you could have lifted the cell <laughs> up and but nipped la- underneath later <laughs> in the same story the same cells were used as a, a stationary cupboard. Did you notice? Yes. Uh, yes, it was done a bit BBC on the in the 90s. Yeah. 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 BBC now. Right, yeah. so, okay, Crime Traveller. Should people give it a go? Yeah, I think it's good fun. It, it has its problems. Gene, it, it's a bit of fun. I'd like to probably see someone give it a good whack now, but yeah. yeah. You. SFX Magazine. Ah, oh, yes. The Back in the early noughties, SFX Magazine ran uh, an article feature for reassessing old TV shows. Mm-hmm. Should uh, Stargate be given another chance? Mm-hmm. And it was a two-page, three-page article debating the pros and cons. <laughs> okay. For Crime Traveller, the two-page article just said... No! <laughs> That's my answer. Very unfair of them. Fetus, should it be given a go? Uh, I watched it uh, under recommendation by someone else, and then obviously thought I'll get you guys to watch it as well. <laughs> I apologise for those that didn't enjoy it, but <laughs> I personally, going into it, had no idea what I was going into. Wasn't sure on it at first, but then I kind of I enjoyed it. Like okay. maybe the acting that wasn't there, um, but I liked. The prospect and the elements of how they were doing it and the fact that their actions that happened in the story were some of the things they didn't know what was happening. Mm, okay. But suddenly yeah. it was then solved by them. Yeah. One thing that I will just add, my final say, is 
the one bit of the show or in one of the episodes that I wasn't too sure on was the bit when there was a police chase with police cars and officers running on foot. Why couldn't they just take getting cars as well? And one of the many problems. <laughs> <laughs> but but a pro, a really cool thing that I liked. That was a Doctor Who reference, didn't oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I remember one of our old crew hitting the roof at that. <laughs> somebody, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, somebody really hated that. <clears throat> Oh, was it? Oh, oh, what was the reference? Which episode? Because I don't. It think was I got uh, to that. the fifth episode oh, um, when it. they were had to go to the telephone factory or something. Oh, I think you have to not telephone boxes. Have to do a BBC time travel program and not make a reference at one point exactly. or another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so Crime Traveller, yeah, watch it. You find it all on YouTube, but please don't expect too much. And, and the one thing that did annoy me, the initial thing that did annoy me, <laughs> is in the first episode when Holly had sent off some newfangled thing for the time machine. Mm-hmm. The guy who accepted the package, her creepy landlord, <laughs> yeah. knew what was in it. It essentially said on the box, this is a quantum accelerator. Oh, I get it. <laughs> it happens it, on it, customs declarations. Mm. <laughs> Just to add, it's also on BBC iPlayer. Okay. And I've got it on TV. If you do watch it, have (laughs) copeless amounts of alcohol. Hard alcohol. (laughs) Alcohol? Yeah. Oh, I remember I used to drink cider. (laughs) Cider. It smelled so good. The crispness of the apples, or sometimes I'd have a perry. The pear smell, and it just gets into your nostrils. (coughs) And then someone (coughs) coughed on me, and I can't smell things anymore. Right, after enduring Crime Traveller... Enjoying. Enjoying. Enjoying enjoying Crime Traveller, we chose something much, much better. A palate cleanser. Palate cleanser. No, that's nothing to do with smelling, is it? We decided we had to do some Doctor Who, so as Jean said, we did Charlie Pollard in the office. Pause for music. With the brick. What to Charlie in the office? <laughs> According to Jean, she did Charlie Pollard in the office I when was, she was on I, her own. I was alone in the office all today, so, you know. We've been listening to Big Finish's latest Charlie Pollard box set, which is called... Charlotte Pollard, The Further Adventuress, which I misread as Further Adventures. Initially. Ah, see, it's a cunning play on words. On the end. Ah, it is flipping brilliant! <laughs> So, yeah, they're back together after about 20-odd years. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Long, it it's, um, the interaction is, is more or less how it was left off. Yeah, yeah. Can't, yeah. completely. It's like pulling on a pair of old socks again, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and my, so my favourite, I mean, there's so many favourite bits, but my, my main favourite bit was the introduction of Guy the Gorilla, <laughs> yeah. who has opened up the doors Another for a box. whole new box set. Indeed. <laughs> Paul um, Gans, Doctor, and a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> you, know you know he spent a couple of years trying to get them back to back to France. Well, of course he did, because by the time they got back, Guy had a waistcoat and, and a, a cravat. cravat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the fact that it was Guy. Sorry, Guy the gorilla. There was a there was a few kind of like references at the, that point because there was a bit where she was. I don't know if you caught it, and she said, Joe La Taxi! taxi. <laughs> yeah. And she invented taxi. Also, uh, I think one of the night watchmen mentioned something about the chimes of midnight. Yes, at one and point. Yeah. City of Death. 
Yeah. Oh, I missed yeah. the city of death. Yeah, they said they said uh, something about uh, Paris becoming the city of death. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, it's references. a lot very tongue in cheek. <laughs> yeah, was. that was uh, number. That was number, number one. one. That was the first one. Yeah. So yeah. The first, first one, one is the mummy. the mummy speaks. I do like the fact that they have cleared up the uh, or added to the language situation, the translation. Yeah, yeah. When the fact that if you speak English, it will tr- designate you as English and translate for English. Yep. If you suddenly switch to French, it takes the <laughs> It's a couple of seconds to, to catch, catch up. up. Yeah, and if you play about with it, if you overthink it, yeah. it stops working, which explains why it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like the um, Fires of Pompeii, Veni, Vidi, Vici. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get the doctor to speak here, the oh. language isn't translated. Yeah, yeah. Alonzi. Yeah. Um, I like, I, we'll probably go through each episode, but yeah. I like the fact this dovetails Charlotte's story in that the first one is Paris and she mentions the Voltasaur. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one with the airship. Oh, uh, 101. Which we'll go on mm. to. I mean, I, I enjoyed the first one, The Mummy Speak. Yeah. So they end up in La Paris in 1841. <laughs> Where people use French accents, not whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> the Tardes didn't want to translate. That is copy yes. French. Yes. <laughs> and they basically come across a mummy, a real mummy mm-hmm. that's alive mm-hmm. with a clockwork heart. Dun, dun, dun. It, it, it is a... Uh, uh, cast the characters with the the fat prefect as Mark Elstob yeah also what struck me is not only does it seem to be McGann and um, India um, Fisher India Fisher Mm -hmm. there was a few other recognisable voices Mm. in there from their reign of oh okay well, certainly, obviously, the final one brings back a character or two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm sure I recognised a few voices from various episodes. Because okay. I seem to remember during the time of them producing the big, uh, the Eighth Doctor book uh, uh, CDs, yep. they seemed to use it as a repertory company, and you had yeah. the same voices for a couple of discs. And I think they brought back those actors. Oh, it could be. Some of them, maybe. Yeah. I don't think Mark Elstob was uh, involved back in those days. I don't think so, but um, I'm sure there was a couple of voices I, I could have sworn yeah. from previous box sets. He was doing Ian McKellen, maybe, sort of voice. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, prefect. Yeah. Yeah. He does seem to occasionally slip into carry on when he's calling for his men. <laughs> yeah. a, one, a couple of moments where you had to stretch credulity. Yeah, stretch credulity. The idea that Charlie in any way could pass as a boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the, the first one, you have this mummy Dude. and the showman who's controlling it. And it just so happens where the show been. There has been burglaries and robberies. Mm-hmm. So the mummy is being Circumstantial used. Circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence. Yep. The mummy is being used to um, commit robberies. And when the mummy's allowed to speak, he begs for help and all the yep. rest of it. And then as the story progresses, all may not be as it seems. He's not quite a, quite a nice mummy. Yes. Um, and it involves clockwork organs. Organs. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting story. Yeah. Yeah, it's good fun. I think not- they might eventually do a sequel to this because they didn't actually destroy the clockwork or, uh, organs. 
the mummy got destroyed, but mm-hmm. the organs escaped into uh, Paris. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is there a similarity to the clockwork robots? And, well, and, kind of, because it says, he tells Charlotte, this won't be a problem with technology in these day and age. It probably won't be any problems until about 2020. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 She, I liked Charlie, and she said, oh, we don't care about them. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> far future Bitch. for her. Yeah. <laughs> far future. Yeah. yeah. So I got a feeling there might be a sequel if they continue doing mm. this another box set mm. there might be a sequel to this one so what Maybe came next leave. then we had eclipse which is the moths, um, the moths. Yeah. basically the one. moths and the psychic tree sap yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, and the talking trees yeah and this this was also a um environmental message as well yes mm. humans coming along and just chopping down people's habitats and then wondering really? why they kicked up a fuss so you've yeah. got these settlers and and they've set up their homes and basically it's hitting the time of um eclipse and these mahoosive moths keep coming to <coughs> attack the village Mm-hmm. But they're not, are they? And they're not. Spoiler it's... music, spoiler music. <laughs> it turns out the larvae of the moths is in the wood they built the houses yeah. of. Yeah. So they they're all coming down home. the nesting trees. Um, yep. You also have this settler who is she's she's what? remarkably well kept for yeah. her age. She, she, she's mm-hmm. one of the original settlers. And she's tapping the trees, which is all for the sap. The sap is also used to feed the moths. And when you drink it, it has a number of properties, and one of which is you can psychically hear the trees and the moths. Yeah. Good run, although a little bit predictable, I thought. Mm. Particularly the ending of what happened to the, the, the villain, what happened to her. I think it's handled a hell of a lot better than the last time we had human trees. Well, we have trees. Oh, yeah. In fairness, time, what's it? Mark of the, t- Mark Mark of the, the Rani. Rani. Mark of the Rani. Would have been much better in audio anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Mark of the Rani, but yeah, but that, that oh, tree looked rather fake. What? <laughs> trees and Mark of the Rani. Am it's I not thinking of it? I was thinking of. Um, Perry, Elk- the tree Elk- won't hurt you! I was thinking of Elkston. <laughs> no, no. The, the, oh, no, that, that was a good jabe. That was Gabe, a good use yeah, of the tree. No, that was a good use of the The grenade trees, the, the, the grenades where you walk over them and explode and turn you into, into a, tree. a tree. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Good transition, but the yeah, actual tree looked rather yeah. rubber. Rub- yeah, <laughs> not like a rubber tree. And then <laughs> the arm of the tree coming down. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, what was the third one? Tree branches do it all the time. Then we had the slaying of the writhing mass. Which is basically a traffic jam of time oh, yes. of cloaked time travellers going to see the slaying of the mass which tried to destroy humankind before it evolved. And the doctor ends up landed inside a school bus. Mm. <laughs> and unfortunately he ends up with one of the school kids. And the bus ends up with Charlie. <laughs> this is a good one, given we just talked about yeah, crime so, travel. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a one again where you're seeing effect before cause. Yeah, to a large yeah. extent. And, and again, you can see that a mile off. Yeah, I, I think I think I twigged the, what was going to happen. The moment Charlie says oh, you can't quite see the face of the hero killing the yeah. monster. Oh, it's going to be one of them, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, it's a good one, and I, I do yeah. like the little uh, link to the future with the cops vortex manipulator yeah. or temporal person. Person transporter. Really good, yeah. it's, it's the same sound effect. You see the same sound effect. Yeah. yeah. Basically, there's this. There is this creature that's an amalgamation of other different creatures, and it's terrorising the inhabitants. It gets killed. The inhabitants evolve. 
And because this has become a kind of like pivotal creation moment of the of the society, it gets visited by time travellers. And as you say, it's cause and effect because it hasn't always gone very well. And shall we say, the time travelling creates a monster which they come to see because it, yeah. it, it, is, it is its own um, prophecy. Yeah, and then you have the congestion which causes them to have to create another lane on the... Yeah. Time, time vortex. I'm not quite sure how it works. It did, no, I didn't. It struck me more of a comic strip story. Yeah. I, I would have expected this to have appeared in DWM. That could be yeah, with, with the the extra timelines and the the yeah. access road and yeah, all the access chikery in the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the doctor ends up with this bolshy schoolgirl who's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, and yeah, I quite like the interaction between those two. Yeah, um, that was quite fun. You know, all the way through, she seems to be a bit not paying attention, not thick, but just not wanting to be elsewhere. Swear. But at the end of it, she's the one that says, "Well, you know, it, people will write something even if they don't see it. You yeah. know, who's to say what it'll be?" And then we had one written by Mr. Briggs, Heart of Orion. Mm, a sequel to Sword of Orion. I think yeah. this is the Cyber first Man one, wasn't it? The Sword of Cyber Orion Cyber ones, yeah. yeah. This yeah. wasn't. I, I think this is the first time they've actually done a sequel to one of their own. We, we've had ones where they've had trilogies, i.e. the story's been the Fifth Doctor, Sixth Doctor and Seventh Doctor. Yeah. But this one, it's this is the first time they've taken so long to do a, a direct sequel. Yes, to, I mean, yeah. how long has it yeah. been? It's been about 20 years, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it was the first box set, or the first group of yeah. uh, Eighth Doctor stories. Sort of Orion, when was that? Uh, that was February 2001, so yeah. yes. God. More like 21 years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think this is the first time they've done a direct sequel to one of their own. Yeah, it's interesting that this is a sequel which is, there's more of a gap between their own stuff than there is, they're doing sequels to, to newer Doctor Who than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this features Diva... Eva Jensen, who is basically an android. Last time we see her, she's basically dead and floating in space. Sacrificed herself, yes. Um, And a mining ship picks her up, and when it picks her up, her prime directive kicks back in. Which is is not good. (laughs) Which is not good. And she ends up on a planet... And the Doctor and Charlie end up there. Garazone, central. Garazone, yes. Yes. This funky um, music. <laughs> the and, same track. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, you know, all they can do is... Over <laughs> All they can do is just play those few notes. Now, <laughs> like this, the is, this yeah. is where I say it dove ends, because her headquarters is airships but the airships are filled with oxygen tanks rather than hydrogen or something like that there there was some i can't remember the specifics Mm. but yeah and so it turns out she's basically kidnapping people killing them and turning them into androids Mm. replacing them also it seems (laughs) (laughs) i noticed through all of them the whole of this series the running theme is things are not what, what they, they seem, seem yeah. to be. Uh, yes, but so, yeah. All of the stories have you with the, the helpless mummy, who is actually the villain, mm. the killer moths, who are actually... The victims. The victims. Yeah. All four stories, you have got 
It's not just a, yeah. a slight influence. It is literally yeah. a, fif- uh, yeah, a 180 degree twist part way through the story. But Guy was a gorilla. Guy but was, he was a gorilla. He was a well dressed gorilla. <laughs> he was a very well dressed gorilla. And he learned to pilot the TARDIS. Yeah. Well, Which open the door. More than some companions <laughs> have ever learned. And, and I did like, I, I meant to mention that on that first one, one of the ways they, they terminate it was the sound of Bo Bells. So Guy, dressed in his suit, and I said, is ringing. The bells of the Notre Dame. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of hunchback one exactly. is out there. Yeah. Uh, and also, you, you're told that um, people couldn't believe it. The guy they told about the Rue Morgue couldn't believe it, but he had to write it down. Mm. Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. It's a fun. I mean, I, I love these two. I mean, yeah. I love Paul McGann's Doctor on audio. Basically, his Doctor can do no wrong as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yes, it's Again, I, I am impressed by the fact that uh, Paul McGann can step back into Tigger Doctor. Yes. Mm. I mean, he's quite a different Doctor yeah, to the, Stranded. Yeah, from, from the Stranded, he, he's quite down and depressed and yeah. we're approaching, rapidly approaching the end of his life. But this is roughly right back at the beginning where he's all yeah. bouncy, frothy. Yes. And yeah. These actors, eh? Yeah, oh, I this, is, <laughs> this is fun. Young yeah. Doctor. And it, I was particularly impressed by India Fisher because she came back a while ago, didn't she, to do something? Yeah, she I came felt... back for the second box set of Charlie, Charlie. Pollard yeah. stories. Okay, so I felt she came back for something and she didn't quite seem like she'd got the character anymore. But here, she absolutely had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Completely. Yes. Well, you just know there were many the days during lockdown of uh, <laughs> listening to old episodes. Maybe. And again, it's um, like they did to a certain extent with the uh, Lucy Miller. The Doctor's not front and centre. He is mm. the second character mm. it's very much concentrating on Charlie named after her the boxer yeah, yeah, so, yeah. exactly it's not the doctor and Charlie it's Charlie and the doctor I love, I love the fact that as well that m- there'll be loads of loves of Doctor Who fans that love India Fisher and go she's a familiar voice and the fact she still voices Master Chef yeah, yeah. she's yeah. still the narrator for Master Chef who gave us effectively the this is not dessert. <laughs> this is Mark's suspense. She still turns a whole another generation of teenage boys gooey when they, it's time for their tea and they're not sure why. Yes. <laughs> and I think the question has to be asked, is she still your girl crush? Charlie Pollard. Yeah. Not, not India Fisher. Not India Fisher. Charlie Pollard. <laughs> yeah. Every day of the week. Your b- briefing. I love Charlie. Your brief yeah. and close encounter in the toilets. Oh, I held the toilet door open for her. <laughs> If, but if you, you hold like, the toilet for Charlie or for I India? held the do- toilet door for India Fisher. I was very, <laughs> I was, I was very polite. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you if you like Charlotte and the Doctor, this is one to get. This is this is definitely a fun romp. Yeah. There oh, is yeah. a, there's stories that are better than the other, but there's no filler stories no. in this one. They're all all solid stories. The first two are better than the latter two, I Mm. thought, but they're still great. So unlike Crime Traveller, go for these. (laughs) Yeah, they're just brilliant. And four stories as well, which a lot of the boxes are now threes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. get your money's worth. We would like to hear what you think of... Either Crime Traveller or Charlotte Pollard. You can email us your comments at show at staggering stories dot net. I got Woo-hoo. to say a different word. <laughs> sure, I said dot a few times. We've got no feedback, have we? You know, it's been tough for us. Yeah. We could have done with some letters to make us feel better. <laughs> well, that's no. Probably because they thought we'd all died. Yeah, they, yeah, we're dead. <laughs> dead to them. 
And so that brings us to the end of another podcast. Thank God. But fear not. Oh, Next well, time there'll be more of the same. Don't say, hopefully. More fun, frivolity and jollity. You more said it. news and reviews. Oh, more who old and new. Very nearly new this time. Yeah. Ooh. So until that... Hey. Oh, come on. <laughs> but say a letter. Just say it. Say it. B. B. <laughs> Banal. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Bollocking. <laughs> Baseless. I can't think of basketball. Words. Basketball. <laughs> basketball. Basketball. Oh. oh God! Comes bouncing towards us. <laughs> this is me, Fake Heath, saying bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Au revoir. Do we have to go? It's been so long. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's, he's playing silent games now. He's being cute. Guys. Yeah. He's staring at me because oh, we didn't no, mention no, him. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got for a whole podcast and we haven't said it. Oh, yeah, we haven't. Oh, we haven't turned the microphones off. I just thought no. I'd let, let you know. <laughs> we did to say, catch it. To say, no. We haven't mentioned him. No, but he no hasn't lungs. got any lungs, has he? So. No. Still got a nose. <laughs> he has got a nose. A mighty nose. Oh. oh. One, two, three. Hello, Hello Terrence Pertwee. Pertwee. We're so sorry. And Terence, don't forget Terence. Hi, Terence. This is like this is like the end credits of a Marvel movie. People are waiting the end. It pops yeah. up. He's going to punish us now, isn't he? Yeah. If yeah. we don't make it to the end, pop- there's two of them. There's a clip show again next time. You know why? listening to the Staggering Stories podcast series one number 390 featuring Adam Purcell, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, Stephen Clare and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this has been a Fake Keith and El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net God, I need a coffee. (laughs) Coffee! (laughs) I remember the bitter smell of coffee would wake me up in the morning. I would just take in the aroma and think, yes, another day. Another day is beginning now, and this is a good way to begin this day. With that scent wafting through my nostrils. Now... Now I have nothing. Oh, I'm so sorry, you typhoid gene. You, you know how your sense is going to come back, don't you? Yeah, the cat's going to fart at me. <laughs> and I'm going to be part overjoyed and part throwing up. <laughs> I'm going to say, you realise throughout the podcast, you cough, she's going to scream unclean. <laughs> Can I squeeze your thing? Pardon? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> oh, I squeeze it and it stands up. <laughs> that often happens why, with fellas for some why reason. Why does that surprise you? <laughs> Even if they don't want it to, it still happens. <laughs> There's a funny picture here of Andrew Garfield at the Oscars, mm-hmm. and when the Will Smith thing happened, there's a picture of him just like with his phone under the table, and then the caption someone's put is. Andrew Garfield texting the other Peter Parkers to see if Will Smith slaps Chris Rock in the universe's teeth.
Why does she sound like Beaker now? <laughs> me, me, me. Experimented upon too much. <laughs> I, I spent about four days feeling exceedingly guilty. I did it all properly. I did my test and everything yeah, before really I came cool. down. That first test, I didn't even notice I was positive. Oh, I noticed I was positive. Yeah, it caught on the light, and I thought, oh, that's positive. Like, I'd look at it, I assumed it would just be a quite a bold red line. Mum was, mum was like, <laughs> Yeah, Test myself the Friday, and I was still not showing anything, so I was like, oh, okay, I must be fine. Didn't test on the Saturday, and then Sunday I was going to see my cousin and my mate <laughs> yeah. for like presents, oh, no, and test. I thought, just to be safe, yeah. because my cousin has someone who's at risk, I will like test myself. <laughs> Tested, went to the toilet, came back, almost threw up when I saw the test. I actually got it. Yeah. Well, I'd, had, I'd developed the cough, hadn't I, in the throat. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought, um, I'll just do a test, because I was meant to be going to a big meeting at the, co- the college. Yeah, so yeah. I thought, OK, I'm, I'm going to... Because I wasn't feeling particularly well. And it was extremely positive. <laughs> and, yeah. It took so bloody long to go. It's because when I left to come here... I, it really was just like a sniffle. I really wasn't sure if it was a cold or hay fever. And I literally did the test about half an hour before I got in the car to come here. Yeah. Um, and I do sit there thinking, if that had been the night of a council meeting, yeah. taken I, would have, I would have literally <laughs> have taken out... It's amazing how effective it was at affecting everybody Seven else. Yeah. And, but it's, it's just staggering that in that, like, two, three hours between... It's a ninja virus. Yeah. You know, mm. Getting it, getting in. Because the cough developed while I was here. I had a very faint line on the Friday after the the staggering Thursday afternoon for me, yeah. yeah. The only time I really had major symptoms was before I even tested positive. Yeah, it was about about three days. Friday. We've established that you boys are very, very strong boys. (laughs) On the Friday, (laughs) I had like quite a chesty cough that slowly picked up a few days prior to it. And then, like, my mum was around and I thought, I'll just test myself just to make sure there's nothing. And it came out negative. And I was like, oh, turns out I probably did have it at that time. It just wasn't showing up. What what annoys me, though, is I've had more things up my nose since the great crayon incident in 72. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but you don't have to do it for a few more months now. (laughs) I certainly get fed up doing those tests every day. Yeah. It's really unpleasant. It always ends up with streamy eyes. Yeah. 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 You stick it so far up the eyes, bulging. He was doing my throat to make my eyes water more than anything. And so my governor got fed up. Still red, not coming in. Still red. (laughs) I like the fact your place, I have COVID. Fumigate! (laughs)